Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Walden. My guest today is Bernardo Guicciardini Calamai. Bernardo is the president of the Consortio of Morolino di Scanzano, DOCG, in Tuscany. Bernardo, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm sorry for my long uh, name and family name that is also a bit difficult to pronounce. <laughs> very, the Guicciardini, a very historic family. Just give us some background about, about your family history that goes back hundreds of years. Yeah, Monty. Yes, my family started uh, producing uh, wine in Castello di Poppiano. That is a, a winery that is located close to Florence in the hills surrounding Florence. And the year we go back and we find the documentation that we were there is 1199. So more than 900 years. And for sure at the time, not only producing wine was a typical medieval uh, farming activity. So different products uh, beside uh, the, the wine. Then the century after century, we have been moving specializing more and more in wine production. And uh, we, so we started from uh, what became the Chianti area, Chianti and Chianti Colle Fiorentini. And then we have been uh, starting our wine activity in uh, beautiful Maremma in the Scansano area. And we bought at the end of the 80s a piece of land in the beautiful, on the beautiful hills uh, of uh, Scansano, where we have been uh, building from scratch uh, our estate uh, that is uh, Massi di Mandorla. The name of it is Massi, that means boulders because it took us three years of digging uh, and exploding uh, big boulders before we were able to land uh, the first vineyards. And as anyhow being an exciting experience and uh, we felt in love more and more with uh, Scansano and with Morellino Scansano and this is why we have been investing in the last year a lot in this uh, estate where we are producing Morellino Scansano and I've been proud uh, to be nominated uh, the president of Morellino Scansano where I have today many friends, true friends, and we are doing uh, all our best uh, together with the producer to let Morellino di Scanzano grow in the right direction. Uh, and uh, I hope uh, we are doing a good job uh, step by step. And thank you so much for this opportunity. Okay, so when we talk about Morellino, what is Morellino? Morellino is uh, the name of the wine for sure. And this name was a name that was given to the Sangiovese local uh, grapes. And the reason why we're called Morellino uh, Morellino is because the color of this grape, of the fruits, were reminding the color of the coat of uh, the local horses. were called uh, Morelli, and they have very dark, intense uh, coat that reminded the color of the wine. And these horses were the horses that was used to draw the carriage of the, I would say, the more the wealthy people living in the flat land in front of the sea. And during normally the summertime, they were moving up the hill to Scansano because the climate there was much better because the flat land was more kind of a swamp. So in summertime, you know, a lot of mosquitoes and at the medieval time, a lot of uh, disease. So they were moving from the province uh, up the hill to Scansano, that is about 500 meters elevation. And uh, the climate uh, there has always been uh, fantastic. And uh, have been finding that uh, heavy, uh, historical evidence uh, that uh, the wine is produced in the area since uh, the Etruscan time. So we're talking about even early 
earlier than uh, before Christ. Uh, and then uh, with the Roman Empire, still we have evidence of production of wine in the area. So- mm-hmm. And also, if you go into the, the town of Scanzano, if I'm correct, it has some of the houses there um, are beautiful. They date from the 14th and 15th uh, centuries. Uh, so it's really well worth a visit, the, the, the town itself, the center of the town itself. Okay, uh, tell us a little bit about the, the territory of, um, of Scanzano and the production. How many, how many wine growers make Morellino, the Sangiovese uh, Morellino di Scanzano? How many producers are there? And um, where are they growing their, their vines? Is it on hills or on the flat or by the sea? Or, or how does it work? The beauty of the area, first of all, as I was saying before, we are located in the south coastal area, southwest coastal area of Tuscany. The area is well-known Maremma Toscana. We consider this uh, the Italian uh, California, let's say. And going back to the to the United States, uh, you know, talking about horses, uh, I forgot to tell that uh, they are very famous also, the breeders and the farmers uh, using these horses and breeding the horses called the butteri that are considered uh, the Italian cowboys uh, so we could say that uh, Scanzano is kind of uh, it was uh, and it is a kind of the far west uh, of uh, Italian far west I would say so just going back to the horses anyhow going back to the area the Morellino di Scanzano denomination extends from the coastal area till uh, the Mount Amiata inland and on the edges the borders is delimited from uh, two well-known uh, they're not huge rivers but uh, called Ombrone and Ant- Albenga. So we go from the flatland uh, in between the, the hills and the and the seaside. Going up the hills, Scanzano is is one is on top of uh, what maybe the highest hill that, as I was saying, is about 500 meters. And then you keep on going until the Mount Amiata, that is much more in the inland. We have. Uh, uh, about 1,500 uh, hectares of vineyards and the producers are 200 uh, producers approximately and we are producing on an average, uh, I would say, uh, uh, around 10 million bottles a year. Okay. And what is the blend for uh, Morolino di Scanzano? How much Sangiovese or Morolino has to be in the wine? Yes. The Toscan uh, agriculture is uh, Sangiovese and the disciplinary of uh, uh, Morolino di Scanzano consider having 85% Sangiovese and the 15% complementary have to be uh, um, Toscan recognized uh, uh, complementary grapes. But you can also make 100% Sangiovese if you want. To, yeah? For sure, yes. At least 85. And then you can do all the percent. And then we have uh, uh, two different kinds, the, the, um, uh, I would say the vintage uh, Morellino, and then we get the Reserva that has to be aged at least uh, two years, and one of these uh, in uh, wood has to go be aged uh, in wood. What are the main markets for, for the wines? The main market, uh, I would say for sure the local market, more the central part. Uh, so we're talking about Italian market, the central central and north part of Italy. We are not well uh, distributed in the south of Italy. And I would say that this represents approximately 70% of uh, our uh, uh, sales. And the 30% then is uh, export. And when we talk about export, uh, mostly we have to consider Northern Europe and uh, United States, uh, where we are there, but we have to do a lot to grow and to get a much bigger part of the market, making people know much more about uh, Morellino di Scanzano. Is it, is it difficult, I mean, in terms of promotional activity, 
to get foreign buyers, you know, whether they're um, Canadian or, or American or Asian, to listen to the Modellino di Scanzano's story when they may be more interested by the sort of uh, Brunello, the kind of um, the, the really, really, really famous, the really expensive wines. Do you feel a little bit left out sometimes in Scanzano? You know, it's a matter also uh, takes time, but uh, especially, I give you an example for the local market. Uh, during this uh, crazy year with the big difficulty uh, that we have had uh, on the market for sure, especially the Oreca market, as you can imagine, has been uh, very, very difficult uh, with uh, a decrease of 30, in certain cases of 40%. Uh, Morino Iscanzano has been able to keep a good volume of sales. Also, thank you to the sales in big retail stores where we are very, very strong. And we are well known to have a very, an excellent value for money. And uh, as we were saying, talking about before, the quality of Morellino di Scanzano in the last year has, has been growing very, very much. So you have great wines, very competitive uh, prices. And this is something that is getting more and more interesting also on the export market where more consumers are aware about for sure of Tuscany and about the area Marema Toscana that is becoming a very interesting touristic area because it's one of the most uncontaminated areas not only well known for very good quality wines but also for the quality of life for other excellent products you can find over there so great food great restaurants great uh, places for uh, horse riding experiences biking experiences and uh, for, of course uh, without uh, forgetting the coastal area that is beautiful we have great islands in front of us Isola d'Elba Isola del Giglio so is you know people I think uh, is uh, falling in love more and more with uh, with this area and this is helping promoting our wines and proving that they are capable to produce extremely good uh, wines it's quite nice having that mix of um, seaside and, and red wine I think uh, what about any typical dishes for the Morellino in your area typical uh, you know is is uh, for sure I would say more kind of meat uh, food uh, as you know so I would say the tasty kind of uh, pasta with uh, meat sauce or wild boar sauce, uh, skews of still wild boars of, uh, or uh, um, I would say grilled uh, meat. Uh, I mean, the local food, as you know, uh, you, you, you know very well the area. It's kind of a tasty food that uh, is a perfect match, matching with, uh, with the Morellino di Scansano uh, wine. That, uh, the characteristic of Morellino di Scansano is this... Uh, uh, is a unique style that is given from a unique climate. I would like to go back to what you were saying uh, uh, before, mentioning that this is an incredible combination of uh, terroir and climate. Because being close to the seaside, we are the, we get this effect of the sea breeze that is uh, regulating the, the the temperature that is going very dry and hot during the day and is dropping down during the night. And this uh, help a lot. A perfect maturing of the grapes that uh, allow us to produce a unique kind of Sangiovese. And the main characteristic is being powerful, as most of Toscan Sangiovese wines, but at the same time, very, very elegant with very rounded tannins, smooth tannins. And this is uh, the most, the, the main characteristic of Sangiovese. And us, I can tell you our experience, 
experience as producer producing in Chianti in Chianti Classico and in, in Scansano area the Sangiovese same clone of Sangiovese that we are growing over there they, uh, they allow us to produce a wine that is uh, ready much earlier than in the other denominations so uh, a wine this characteristic of being fresh pleasant uh, dry at the same time uh, with very smooth tannins and uh, having as I was saying also a good body and uh, a, a overall uh, balance uh, uh, of the wine so this combination of terroir, terroir and, uh, and climate allow us to do this going mentioning the terroir also we have to mention that for sure is different is a wide area on the flatland for sure you have much more uh, acid alkaline kind of soil rich of uh, marine sediments uh, you know where uh, they were the, the, the marshlands that we were talking about before and uh, as much go up the hill for sure the soil is changing, is getting more stony, sandy, which in some area you have a bit more uh, of uh, clay. So it's yeah, this is changing, but the, 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 the main protagonist, I would say, is the, is the climate uh, being so close to the, to the coastal area. Okay, I mean, how high, what is, what is the, where, where are the highest vineyards, roughly? What's the altitude? The highest, uh, I would say, the highest is around 300, 350 meters. Okay, and what would the area be? Is it in, a, in one of the villages there? Or, um, what, what's the name of the area? Hello, the villages, the villages, you know, that as we were mentioned, Scansano, and this is a higher one. Then uh, we have uh, for sure Grosseto. Grosseto is in the flatland. Then we have Campagnatico. Magliano is another one a bit higher. Manciano, Roccalbenga, and uh, Sarroniano. These are the different towns around of which uh, you can find uh, the vineyards. But the highest one, I would say, are the one around Magliano and Scansano. I mean, are their wines very, very different to uh, compared to a, a coastal wine? What would be the differences in taste in terms of the texture, the tannin, and the fruit expression? For sure, as you can imagine, as much uh, as uh, you go up the hills, as much uh, you have uh, the, this uh, characteristic of being uh, fresh, uh, having uh, this kind of, uh, uh, I would say, uh, also given from the soil, it's a more mineral characteristic of the wines, for sure. On the flatland, the grapes are ready earlier. There's sometimes they tend to mature more than on the, on the, on the hills. So I would say the characteristic... Uh, of uh, the hilly areas is uh, uh, is the one of producing the typical uh, Morellino uh, that uh, is uh, ready in an early time in the year after. And uh, as much as the, the wines are, are maturing, uh, either the wines from the flatland or from the hills, they are going on the same dire- direction. So developing, I would say, more in the same uh, direction. And what about winemaking in terms of... Um do, are all the wine? Do, does the wine have to see oak, or can it be bottled with no oak aging? No, no, for sure. The, the regular Morellino is not. Uh, you can do whatever you want. It could be uh, steel vats, uh, could be cement, uh, could be oak. Uh, so is, there is no regulation. And I would say that the vintage Morellino is mostly done uh, without uh, any wood. Then we have Reva that at least one year has uh, to go through the wood, and then is a. Uh, I would say an unknown or hidden category that uh, is quite um, there you can find a few wines and very good wines uh, those are the one in between the vintage morellino and the reserva they i would say it kind of a transition wine 
Okay. But Nada, what about climate change? What are the wine growers of Scanzada? You did mention that um, there are, in broadly speaking, two different terroirs, one inland and higher and one uh, lower down and nearer the coast. What are the difficulties with climate change and how are your, how are your wine growers coping with it? Uh, you know, Monty, in, uh, in our area, we are used uh, to the problem of uh, the drought because it's, um, this area, it doesn't rain that much along the year. And what happened in the last years Normally, when it's raining, it's uh, raining really hard. Uh, in a short time, a lot of uh, rain. So this uh, had uh, uh, to make, uh, forced us to make some uh, changes and to adjust uh, the way we are growing and, and treating the wine trees and uh, also the soil. And uh, and for sure, you know that uh, in the area, we are allowed uh, to water the plants, the wine trees. So we have irrigation Systems in many of the states, especially in the states located in the areas where it's raining less, this allows us to control the watering of the of the wine trees and to have a consistent production year after year. For sure, you know that global warming is effectively creating changes, but it can happen as it happened in 2014. That has been a very rainy year. Or you can have years as 2017 that was extremely hot and dry. So there isn't uh, a precise uh, uh, rule, uh, you know, on uh, what to do in certain situations. But today we have instruments uh, to handle this uh, and to adjust uh, the way we are working the, the, the soil and, the, and the working on the wine trees um, and the, with the, the watering and being able to have, uh, uh, you know, anyhow, a consistent uh, production. This year, for example, Vintage 2019 has been uh, quite, uh, you know, we have a drought of uh, water. Then luckily at the end uh, of August and beginning of September, we have had some uh, good, uh, consistent uh, rain, but not, um, you know, a kind of uh, um, summer storms that normally where you get uh, a lot of water in a short time that is not helping at all because the soil, as I was mentioning, is mostly sandy, stony, and so the water just uh, runs away very, very, very fastly. And uh, so, uh, you know, this is true. Things are changing, but technology is also changing. New clones uh, of uh, Sangiovese are used uh, to be more uh, resistant to the change uh, of uh, the climate. And so, you know, as much as changes are happening, we are also adjusting uh, the way we are uh, working to make sure that we can have uh, good good, um, harvest and good quality wines. Okay, I just want to say thanks to my guest today, Bernardo Guicciardini Calamai. Thanks very much for telling us about your family history, which is fascinating, and also for the joys of the Scanzano region. And it seems like there's a lot going on with the coast and the horses and the very diverse terroir that you have. Definitely a region that is underestimated, in my view, and ignored in my view. It's a very beautiful place, and there are some very fine wines. And I look forward to coming and seeing you in person and sharing a glass of wine with you, Bernardo. Thank you so much. Thank you, Monty. Thank you for for helping us to promote uh, Morellino and the fantastic uh, area where uh, Morellino wine is produced. Thank you very much and I look forward to see you as soon as possible. Thank you so much. Ciao. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. 
If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin. Cin cin.